Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Long time no see. I didn't. Yeah, I know. I didn't have any snappy remark for you because I'm too jet lagged. Ah. I flew overnight a night ago, and I'm still recovering. So the the Alaska the Alaskan wilds to hunt what Yeti? Uh no, they don't have any Yeti there. Huh. They have uh, Sasquatch. Ah. Yep. Okay. Not enough snow for Yeti. No, although it does, they said it rains there. I one of the places I went was Ketchikan. Um, it's a cool little town. It, if you've ever seen the show Northern Exposure, Alaska was a lot more like that than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. But Ketchikan's a town that's sort of like that. So it's like eight thousand people during the tourist season, and in the winter it's like two thousand people. Hmm. But they said it's in the it's one of the rainiest cities in the in the world. They measure their rainfall in feet. Sheesh. They get 14 to 15 feet of rainfall a year. So is rainy season all year long or what? Yeah, kind of. Hmm. It's in a cold rainforest. So basically it rains all the time. Hmm. But uh, they did say that they do get some snow, but every time it snows, like the next day it rains and washes it all away. So I'm thinking that town sounds pretty good to me. Not a lot of people and uh, you never have to shovel. So I'm kind of liking that. Anyway, um, I have some disturbing news, folks, about Crow. Uh-oh. Uh, one single unnamed source uh, has caught you with some rather uh, compromising um, stuff on the internet. Just, I just want everybody to know that. That's a fact. This is news to me. No, it's not. You, oh. know, you know it's true. My one single unnamed source says it's true. Okay. Wait a second. I'm getting a note here that says I have to retract that story. And now are you going to actually apologize or? Um, see, I, I shouldn't have gone to air with that story. <laughs> it wasn't ready for air. <laughs> um, you know, that story, if true, yeah. uh, would be very damning. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not true. But it's not not true. I'm just saying I have to retract it because uh, the, pres- the producers here at Digital Pizza have told me that... Uh, well, it's not ready for. Well, air. let me ask you this, Rooster. Are so you sorry I'm, that you I'm, did that? I'm uh, <clears throat> not that sorry. <laughs> uh, I have to retract it. So no apology, though. Uh, I I I think uh, I I understand what the word apology means. So okay, know, <laughs> you know, I know how to spell that word, and I can define it. So this reminds me of a story. Was it Lawrence O'Donnell? <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm mocking. Uh, he. Um, Came out and said that uh, Trump had gotten co-signed by uh, Russian oligarchs. Several to, yeah, Russian oligarchs. In order to get loans for whatever business he was doing. At whatever a, a single time. unnamed source at Deutsche Bank has told Lawrence O'Donnell that uh, Trump has, um, he got a bunch of loans co-signed by Russian oligarchs. And if true, that story explains in uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's words 
that um, that Trump it, it explains every single nice thing that Trump's ever said about Vladimir Putin. And uh, Rachel Maddow sat there the whole time going, really, <laughs> really? <laughs> and Lawrence O'Donnell had that fucking smug smirk on his face, you know, like, hmm. And then the next day, uh, MSNBC, when they got a call from Trump's lawyers that said, uh, that's not true. They were like, um, Lawrence, you got to take that off. And he goes, uh, well, I said, if true. And they're like, uh, no good. <laughs> it's not true. You got to pull that story. And he goes, well. I'm not saying it's not true, but we have to retract it. <laughs> Matt Christian said a thing about it. He's like, if it's not true, then you don't have to retract it. Ah. Yeah. Well, Trump even said, uh, yeah, to, or speaking about it, he said, yeah, Donald, your, your so-called source, maybe you ought to fire your source or sue your source because it kind of showed the... Uh, Showed the hack you are. <laughs> Exposed you as, as, and he didn't say hack, as the fraud you are. I thought that was pretty funny. Well, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell is a fraud. You know, my problem with MSNBC versus Fox, I, I tend to agree more with people on Fox, but there are several hosts on Fox I really don't like. Um, but, and they, they all, they all are opinion people. The difference is that Hannity, Ingram, you know, those people admit their opinion shows. Yeah. Lawrence O'Donnell, Rachel Maddow, their opinion shows. Well, they're even, no, they're no different than Hannity put, and you can put in fucking Don Lemon into that group because he 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 yeah. tries to present himself as a straight up uh, newscaster. He's not. Um, well, the difference is uh, Lemon's show seems like it should be a news show, but he's an opinion guy yeah. on a news show. Yep. Uh, Chris Cuomo's the same way. Yep. But the difference is they see themselves as journalists right. when Hannity and Ang. Uh, uh, In Ingram say, no, we're not, we're not journalists. We're, you know, we're opinion people. Right. So they, you've had, got, you've they got admit people, there's a bias. And you've got people like on Fox, like Brett Baer, who's, who is a journalist, who is a newscaster. Mike Wallace. Uh, Mike Wallace. But they do have opinions and they'll go on other shows to give opinion. But on their actual program, they don't do that. And they'll go after people from yeah. both sides. So it's okay to have an opinion about something. You don't you don't have to pretend that you're that you're um, right down the center. But on your show, you should try to present a very you know centrist or you know um, even-handed view of of what's happening um, for people to decide on their own. So you, if you're going to give a, a one side of an argument or one side of the picture, you should show the other side so people can decide on their own. If you're an opinion person, yeah, you're trying to sway them to whatever opinion. And if you have that opinion. Leave it out of your newscast and start. And you can go on to other shows and say, "This is my opinion about that news story I talked about." Well, which, would, which would be fine with me. I don't know if you can keep your opinion out of stuff, but at least try and be objective. They're not even trying to be objective. Well, what a lot of the news, the media does is they'll they'll color a story by what they leave out. So they're not saying opinion, but they're leaving out important things that would influence you a way that they don't think they want you influenced, or you know. Well, I understand that. Any reporter can have a confirmation bias, and they can report more facts that support what they believe. But when you just flat out leave stuff that's, you know, indicting of the opinions that you carry, or um, what's the word I'm looking for um, when you're found not guilty? Oh, uh, I can't remember it. Like I said, I'm jet lagged to hell. <laughs> uh, one, one, oh, vindicates. When it right. vindicates the other side. When you start leaving those kinds of bits out, 
then then you've crossed over into opinion. And right. I, don't, I don't think you should be presenting yourself as a objective news person. And Jim Acosta is a perfect example of that. Jim Acosta is all about Jim Acosta. Wasn't it Ben Shapiro who said, maybe he just repeated it and someone else said it, everyone should love their children as much as Jim Acosta loves Jim Acosta. <laughs> That's good. And I'm, I may be getting that wrong. Maybe he says spouse. I don't know. But the whole point is Jim Acosta is all about Jim Acosta. So uh, another story I found really interesting is, and I, I don't have the name here in front of it, uh, in front of me, but Tim Poole reported on it. There is a White House aide. Uh, what's her name? Maddie? Yeah, this is, um, uh, what is her name? But she's been with Trump since the beginning. Madeline Westerhout. She's been with Trump since the beginning of the campaign. Allegedly, I don't know if I believe this, allegedly cried when Clinton didn't win. Right. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that was something Tim Poole said. I don't I don't know but if that's why is true. She, why has she been Trump's aide from day one then? Uh, I don't know. So uh, she, she apparently, this is sort of the story that Tim Poole is reporting. Um, Tim thinks that she was let go because she re- she leaked a story to the press about Trump saying that this Hurricane Dorian that's coming should land in a couple days here. is It's going to be a category three or four. It's going to hit Florida right in the middle of the what, uh, East Coast, at least the way it's projected. He said, you know, we should just nuke it. And she ran to the press with that. Well, it wasn't a widely reported story. So Tim's theory is that Trump leaked that to a few people trying to see who might run to the press and say, oh, he said this, which is a little more fourth dimensional chess than I'm willing to give Trump. But what is interesting about that is Tim Poole brought that up before before she was let go from the White House. So this was after Trump. The story came out that Trump said, you know, we should, you know, someone leaked it that Trump said, we should, we should nuke it. That would work. And Tim Poole came out with videos and it wasn't just Tim Poole, but other people saying that, you know, is Trump trying to weed out leakers by putting these ridiculous stories out so he can, you know, in certain groups, so he knows who did what, when, and then two, what, one or two days later, then this happens and she gets uh, let go well fired, but they didn't say fired. She steps down or something, but it's basically, she got fired. Well, no, they even said, that I think she, they said she, they, got let she go. blatantly got fired because she, they didn't mention the whole nuking the hurricane thing, but they did mention that she brought, she was giving in, um, a talk to somebody or a, a journalist where she gave out explicit, um, information about the Trump family. So, yeah. Well, my point is, I think saying that they concocted this whole thing of nuking the hurricane to start weeding out um, leakers is more fourth dimensional chess than I'm willing to say Trump's administration was probably playing. But I also think anyone who would honestly believe that dropping a nuclear bomb on a hurricane would not be one, just super silly because it wouldn't change anything. And two, incredibly more devastating than the hurricane would be, would be an idiot. And people can say, oh, well, Trump is an idiot, so he could have said it. I don't honestly believe any sensible person, at least someone smart enough to be able to be elected president of the United States by half of the country. There's a headline from MSN that says, uh, Madeline Westerhout, Trump's gatekeeper, was known for her loyalty until she was pushed out by Betsy Klein and Caitlin Collins. So that's some nice spin right there, huh? Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Daily Mail. Is that who's, who does Daily Mail? I think that's is is that that the Brits. Brits. One of them is good, and like the Mirror. One's complete shit, and one of them is actually pretty good. Daily Mail has a headline: Trump's personal assistant Madeleine Westerhout resigns from the White House after sharing off-the-record information with reporters about his family and Oval Office operations just months after blasting leaks of the president's private schedule. So yeah, she's been doing this quite a bit. Yeah, she was there from the first day. So she 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 officially resigned, but everybody knows what happened. She resigned on Thursday. She will not be allowed back at the White House on Friday. So, hmm. well, I don't know if, I don't know if the whole hurricane thing was meant to be a leak, but it does play into the kind of thing the media believes Trump would say and would be like, can you believe this idiot? You know, what's interesting. I'm looking at a picture of her. Um, it looks like she's in that oval office kind of standing there looking at Trump. I mean, he's in profile here. She looks like a thinner version of. What's her name? The blue dress. Monica Lewinsky. She looks like a thin version of Lewinsky, like her hairstyle and everything. And, and it's funny because she's wearing a red dress here. And I'm like, that's are you, are you fat shaming Democrats? Are I you didn't. saying they only chase chubby girls? I that's what I was reading. I that's what you were saying. Sure. Yep. Believe what you will. I, I shan't apologize. As a matter of fact, I have one unnamed source that says that yeah. that's exactly what you said. However you perceived what I said. You can run with that. Uh, oh, I will. So, yeah, it's just weird. She seems, for one, she seems awful. She looks young. I don't know what her age is, but she, I mean, she looks to be in her late 20s. Well, you know, Trump likes him young. Yeah. Um, Not quite as young as Jeffrey Epstein, but he likes him young. Wow. Yeah. I, I think the whole, again, I think Tim's a little bit more of a conspiracy theorist than he believes he is. Uh, there's an interesting story there. I don't know what it was. They, I don't know if she's officially a leaker, if they really believe she was, or this is just coincidental, but it's interesting. Yeah. That right after that story comes out, she gets let go. Yeah. She's a bit of a looker. I'm watching a video of her now with her walking around with her high heels, just enticing Trump, but he didn't fall for it. If you're going to be a personal assistant to a politician, isn't it likely that you're going to be more attractive than not. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. A personal assistant? Well, you're you're probably going to be younger at the very least, right? Yeah, I just, I think... Because that's not the job title you want into your 50s. Yeah. Right? I just think that, you know, people who rise to that sort of position, you know, are... We talked about this in the last one. Are a little more arrogant... I think they're more inclined to want to surround themselves by with attractive people. You know, that's just a feeling I get. Right. So, I mean, well, every stereotype of the big, high-powered corporate executive is he's got the hot little secretary. You know, and that's it's not necessarily always true, but it's the uh, it's the stereotype. Well, I thought we were going to segue into since you were talking about cold rainforest. That yeah. In, that we were going to start talking about the. Amazon rainforest fires. No, but go ahead. So this is a late transition. <laughs> um, and not a clumsy one at that. Uh, not at all. Uh, so there has been stories out lately about how these forest fires in the Amazon are the worst ever. 
and um it's and they're out, trump's fault out of control and it's trump's fault and um i just read an article by it's in this is forbes by michael schellenberger says why everything they say about the amazon including that it's the lungs of the world is wrong so um yeah he's he's basically saying that uh okay uh, bolsonaro was the president of brazil right so he, they're they're going after him too uh for destroying the world's largest rainforest personally um, mm -hmm. singers and actors including madonna jaden smith shared photos on social media that are seen by tens of millions of people and then it's quoting the lungs of the earth are in flames said actor leonardo dicaprio the amazon rainforest produces more than 20 percent of the world's oxygen um cristiano ronaldo soccer store star tweeted yeah so uh yeah even the french president emmanuel macron tweeted the amazon rainforest the lungs which produce 20 percent of our planet's oxygen is on fire no when you say when you say the french president you have to say macron, macron. And, then, and every time a frenchman says something afterwards they have to go ho, ho, ho. oh wait wait uh, and yet the photos weren't actually of the fires and many weren't even of the Amazon. The photo Ronaldo shared was taken in Southern Brazil, far from the Amazon in 2013. The photo that, that DiCaprio and Macron shared is, uh -huh, is over 20 years old. The photo Madonna and Smith shared is over 30. Some celebrities, celebrities shared photos from Madonna in uh, Montana, India, and Sweden. You know, you know what the thread was going to be there? When you mentioned DiCaprio and Macron and Cristiano Ronaldo, I was going to say, of course, it's people that share the wrong photos because all they're famous for is being pretty. That's, yeah. a, that's what Macron is there for. And then you got to Madonna and I was like, ooh, well, it can't be that. Well, to their credit, CNN and New York Times debunked the photos and other mis misinformation about the fires. Quote, uh, deforestation is neither new nor limited to one nation, explained CNN. These fires were not caused by climate change, said the New York Times. Well, but they're not saying that uh, Trump and Bolsonaro caused it by climate change. Their new spin is that they caused it by the trade war. Because since the United States is not selling a lot of its agricultural stuff to China, where are they buying it from? They're buying it from Brazil. And Brazil can't keep up with the same production as the United States, so you know what they're doing. They're burning the rainforest to be able to plant more farmland so that they can sell goods to China. If Trump didn't, didn't start a trade war, the Amazon would literally not be burning. Man, why do we hate the earth so much? I know. Why is that? Why are we trying to choke ourselves We're just to make a money? We're big old shit on the earth. I know. Well, it's part of our platform, you know? Make money, shit on the earth. That's... That's, you know, what we want to do. So according to the New York Times, the Amazon is often referred to as the Earth's lungs because its vast forests release oxygen and store carbon dioxide, a heat-trapping gas that is a major cause of global warming. Um, and so this author of this article says, I was curious to hear what one of the world's leading Amazon forest experts, Dan Nepstad, had to say about the lungs claim. It's bullshit, he said. <laughs> Get to the point, There's Dan. no science behind that. The what Amazon, are you trying to say? The Amazon produces a lot of oxygen, but it uses the same amount of oxygen through respiration, so it's a wash. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Get to the point. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Yeah, I I just think you know, everybody wants to find a reason, a reason to be outraged all the time. It's just this. Yeah, if they can find a reason to blame Trump for it, they, they will. 
And you know what? Wasn't it? Uh, weren't they sort of mocking the people who were uh, blaming everything on Obama before? And they're like, oh, this happened. Thanks, well, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama became kind of a meme. It was funny. I, I've, I've said it a few times. Yeah, it was funny. But it's because you're being ridiculous and you know it. Yeah. Like when something dumb happens in your life that has nothing to do with politics or the government, you go, thanks, Obama. You're not serious. But they, you know, that's the thing about the, the unhinged left. They don't know what humor is. Or if they do, they, they cynically choose not to acknowledge humor Well, in order to attack. They don't know what humor is because they're not happy people. Yeah. You know? So, you know, contact. Well, you heard about Dave Chappelle? I, I didn't hear what he said. So Netflix, surprisingly, because Netflix has been, been getting very woke lately as of late. But Dave Chappelle came back with a Netflix special that's really, really anti-PC, goes hard against the LGBTQ kind of agenda, um, the trans agenda. Um, he basically told his audience that they're fucktards. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad. Well, but the tough part for the fully woke is what do they do in that case? I mean, here's someone who's supposed to be on their side based completely on his skin color and some things he's said in the past. He's supposed to be a monolithic marching lockstep with their agenda. And when he doesn't, they want to say something, but they're like, oh my gosh, he's a black man. We can't say something bad about, you know, a black man. Yeah, I mean, he brought up stuff about abortion where you thought maybe he was going to go one way with it. And then he actually, he kind of went off on, he went off on the, the pro-life a little bit, but he, or, but not bad. But he basically said in his joke that I'm, I'm pro-choice. No, I'm, I think he actually even said he's pro-life, but I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to fight with y'all. He says, you can have your pro-choice. But as long as you decide, you women decide you're going to get your abortion, then men get to decide if they're going to pay for that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it was pretty cutting. He might be telling a joke just like Louis C.K. was, because Louis C.K. is very pro-choice, but said the reason that he finds pro-life or pro-choice people funny when they're uh, saying, oh, I just can't stand these pro-life people. They're so, they're, you know, just screechy. So virulent. He goes, because they literally think you're killing babies. If you were killing babies, that's how people would be. Yeah, look at it this way. If people decided it was okay to kill toddlers, <laughs> would and would you be okay with that? And how- Well, I, I have how, my days. How ra- so <laughs> how <laughs> it depends on what you, day you catch me. Would you be in your- When I've flown overnight on a plane- <laughs> You know, yeah. and there's a screaming kid in there, I, you know. Well, when you've got your... your I'm not saying I'm I'm pro-killing toddlers. I'm saying there are points where I'm susceptible to having my opinion changed. Okay. So, I don't know how we got to that, the woke Dave Chappelle. Well, that you hate toddlers. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. But we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, That's we do. That's the problem. We're jumping all around. I'm trying to segue into stuff, and we're just kind of getting We're not going to try. Okay, I read an article by this... Oh, God. This Garrett Epps. Oh, my God. And it really pissed me off. Garrett Epps is a, well, he comes up on Google as a uh, American scholar. Professor professor of constitutional law at the University of Baltimore. Well, he's an idiot. Uh, Cuck. Um, Cuck is a proper term for him. Yes. So I'm going to skim this article because I'm not going to be crow and read the entire thing. Yeah, I was um, I was reading a bit of it before we started here, um, getting prepped. Basically, and every fucking paragraph had me just gritting my teeth. Well, the, there are a couple parts in this that are um, that are very interesting, but the the gist of it is he's from Portland, from what I can understand. He was at the Science Museum 
the day that this the uh, Proud Boys were marching. Right, they showed up there like in order- that. Like it snuck up on him. Yeah, they came. They had an event planned. It was uh, permitted, uh, and the plan was based or the per- the rally was to point out that Antifa, who who basically are Portland is their you know HQ. It's like where they're the state in the United States. That's their that's where they 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 began, and that's where the most of them their most uh. Most activity is is in Portland, um, unrestrained activity. But so the probably showed up there to kind of point out that they are domestic terrorists. According to the FBI watch list, they are domestic terrorists. It's a domestic the Proud terrorist. Boys. No, no. Oh, Antifa. Antifa. Yes, the, the Proud Boys the, were said to be on that list, but are not. But they're not. But the anti Antifa actually is on right. the FBI's list as domestic terrorists. Well, so apparently he was at the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. With his grandchildren. And the fact that the Proud Boys were going to march in Portland, which I, he's not from, sorry, he's from Baltimore, um, at least that I can see here. But this came as news to him. This is a nationwide yeah, as news if he, story. Yeah, didn't know what was going to happen. I have a feeling there's a reason he had his grandkids there. So he says, uh, the, the occasion was a rally supported by the Proud Boys, an all-male group that exalts quote-unquote Western values. Okay. And promotes Islamophobia. No. No, it doesn't. It does not. Other affiliated groups, he's got that in hyperlink, a loose conglomeration of racists, not chauvinists. Yes, they admit that. It's in their description. And just plain thugs. Very possible some of them are. Um, Some of them were connected to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. There's two things here. Calm down. Two years ago, at which a right-wing marcher drove his car into a crowd of protesters, killing a woman named Heather Hyde. We've Heyer. gone over this. Okay. First of all, um, yes, the Proud Boys were at the first Unite the Right. And there was a tangential connection, just like there was a tangential connection to Trump. Right. And there were a lot of- Because there, there was were, MAGA people there. There was some, there were a lot of right-wing people at the Unite the Right. That had no right. idea that there was uh, these far- Right. You know, far right And then there. the actual- uh, socialist group from the 1930s showed up and said, you know, started marching, Jews will not replace us, and, you know, they're doing their blood and soil stuff. Yep. And a lot of people on the right went, holy shit, the they're actually Nazis. Yeah. Um, and so the second year they did it said, we want nothing to do with that, and stayed away. And the Unite the Right rally the second year had, I think, less than a thousand people yeah, who showed com- up It completely it. fizzled. Because the people on the right looked at those people and said, they are not with us. So likening these guys to being there when a guy ran the woman over with the car, which we've talked about before, is like saying, you own a gun. So like anybody who does a you know mass shooting somewhere, you as a gun owner are guilty. It's yeah. just stupid. Or you you uh, belong to a political group. You belong yeah. to a republic. Or you belong to a Democrats. The Democrats and a Democrat went and shot up a bunch of Republicans at a uh, at a baseball game. That didn't happen. <laughs> but you were responsible for that. You yeah. were you are associated with that person. Yeah. You're you're uh, hate adjacent. Mm. So the Proud Boys aren't from Portland. No, some of them are. Uh, but they have selected the Rose City as a site for their rallies, threats, and clashes with local Antifa because that's where Antifa is big, or anti-fascist activists. The rally Saturday was not uh, was uh, nominally to demand that Portland suppress the Antifa groups so that the Proud Boys can march unopposed wherever they choose. Oh come on, shut up! That, that, the the way he words that, absolutely, what a fuck. absolutely untrue. Yep. 
Uh, so he talks about being a washed-up reporter who covered the 60s, blah, blah, blah. And, um, anyway, Saturday was a family day. I was with my son, my daughter-in-law, my two boys, uh, under five years old. We did not want my grandchildren anywhere near fascists. Well, then why are you in Portland? Because that's all it is. is... Um, yeah, don't ask critical questions, okay? Don't that's make what... don't make an, a washed-up 1960s reporter who teaches at a prestigious college I, to think. I hate to tell you this, cuck, uh, shut up. but an- shut up. Antifa shut up. are fascists. Shut up. Racist. Racist. <laughs> Bigot. Yeah. Uh, so the Portland Police Bureau had published a map operating uh, that OMSI, oh, the music or the museum science industry was across the river from the planned rally and would be safe. Alas, police defused the main rally. Some of the fascists found their way across the river and marched past the museum. They marched past. Do you know why this happens? Why, why they, why they end up spreading out? Because a lot of the times the police, especially in Portland, since the mayor, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. The mayor, the mayor is the police commissioner in Portland. While the kids played in the beautiful science playground, the public address uh, announced that the museum was in lockup. No one could enter or leave until further notice. We could not see the street. None of the staff knew what was going on. No one could tell us how long the lockup would last, and no one knew whether the marchers might assemble in front of the museum, making escape impossible, because that's what they went there for. Well, you know what these guys- some fucking children outside. And you know what these guys are doing when they're, when they're, when the, uh, the marches or the rallies over with, they're going to their cars to leave. Mm-hmm. They don't park their cars at the rally site because they know the Antifa yeah. will stop them from leaving and destroy their cars and fuck with them. So what they do is they they have their cars parked far away from the rally point. And science museums in most large cities usually have very big public parking right. lots. So that's going to be a spot where they're going to head to to get into their cars to leave. So he goes, he goes on. Um, in any event, the group of marchers near the museum was apparently relatively small. Within a few minutes, the lockup was lifted. So he's got all this panic worked up, yeah. but it lasted just a couple of minutes. But the walk back to the light rail system through a stark industrial area was, for me at least, heart in my mouth. We had no place to hide on the street if something went wrong. When we made it back to our hotel, uh, I felt relief unreality and fury because I came under sniper fire. Oh, sorry. I added that last part there. Um, city. And then he goes on to say city wide. The, the rally was largely anticlimactic. Portland police kept marchers and counter protesters safe. Only after the many event ended, did sporadic violence occur. All of which, by the way, was started by Antifa. They were, they are on video breaking out bus windows of the proud boys leaving it wasn't just Proud Boys, but whatever. But they're leaving and spraying bear mace into uh, this throwing, stuff? Throwing um, cement and bricks into the windows. Um, it was pretty oh, crazy. Oh, hold on. We're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, only after the main event ended did uh, the violence occur. Um, anyway, it goes on. Well, yeah, because that's what happens is the these these people that put on the rally the on the right, they try to leave. Yeah. And that's when shit gets bad because they're not allowed to leave by, by Antifa. I'm glad the violence was not worse. I'm sure I will never forget that moment in the museum. And it was only because you've worked it up so much. It was the second time in one week that my family's vacation was disrupted by groups simulating a war zone on Oregon streets. God, this guy is prone to hyperbole, isn't he? Well, that's what happens when you're a eunuch. The precious, The previous Saturday, we had planned to show my granddaughter the sheer magic of Eugene's Saturday market where artisans sell their own creations, 
Local bands performed, and farmers offer fresh produce from all over the lush Williamette Valley. And the anti-farage soup kitchens uh, feeding the, the, the poor and homeless. But then a shadowy group calling itself God, Guns, and Trump, later changed to God, Guns, and Liberty, announced a pro-gun rally across the street from the market. You will never be safer, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the group's Facebook post tri- uh, twice proclaimed that only, quote-unquote, bold conservatives should attend. Those who had no firearms, it suggested, should buy them for the occasion. The group <laughs> the group told those who wanted to march, the group told those who wanted to march with uh, Confederate or Nazi flags to stay away. Good. All right, cool. I, Good deal. He doesn't get this? He wrote it. I'm... So, but that, but he's going to let that statement pass without commenting yeah, on it. We because... talk about how the right cuts its crazies loose and goes, they are not with us. These yep. guys, in his own words, said, those people aren't with us. Don't right. bring your flags. Um, no, well, all they're saying is their dog whistling, keep your the, racism on the down he goes, low. He goes on to say, that rally was largely peaceful with counter protesters tangling with marchers using only words. But we couldn't have predicted that in advance. So I could. No anti-fascists were going to go after God, guns, and Trump. And if anti, anti, yeah, and if anti-fascists didn't show up to anything, it's largely peaceful because anti-fascists, the anti-fa, are the ones that cause the trouble. Yeah, the Saturday market was out. Who would bring a child near this unknown threat? Only two days after shootings in El Paso, Texas, Dayton, uh, El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Across the river, meanwhile, Eugene's LGBTQ community was holding a pride rally. That gathering went on as planned, but there was anxiety throughout the city. Oh, my God. Oh, because God's guns and liberty were going to show up and really, you know, hassle them like like Antifa hassles all the people on the right? Yeah. So he goes on to uh, talk about Hans Lindy, who I looked up and because I'm like, is this somebody I should know? And, you know, I don't. And there was nothing about his bio that I thought was like any more remarkable than any other public figure who's achieved some level of prominence. Um, anyway, and you know, people who like this article say I skipped over the most important part. Uh, I disagree. He goes, perhaps the most, uh, important legacy of the Lindy years were his opinions, interpreting Oregon's free speech guarantee much more broadly than the federal first amendment that protect that protection has helped preserve Oregon's wide open democratic culture where ideas from the Neanderthal to the utopian can be contend and where human experiences come in many shades. No, Antifa is shutting down people. They don't disagree. Yeah, it sounds with. like he's lauding this legacy of Lindy, right? He's saying this was yes. a great thing, this legacy of Lindy. And he just said what Antifa is doing the exact opposite of that. They're shutting down anybody that they disagree with by calling them fascists and Nazis. He goes, since the Saturday demonstration, the Proud Boys have announced that they will be back every month until the city suppresses Antifa, the Antifa movement, who they, and the FBI, <laughs> that, that's call not, domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's not in his... Uh, no, it's not in That there. was your quote. That was your aside. Yeah. Rooster. The imprudence is striking. The Proud Boys are threatening violence to achieve political change. That is a textbook definition they, of terrorism. They are not. No, they are not. You know, again, I this is the second time I'm quoting Matt Christensen. He put a video out that said, "If I, I guarantee you that if the Proud Boys had just marched and Antifa hadn't shown up, there would have been no violence. Yeah, none at all whatsoever. None. Um, 
And and they they never threaten violence. They say we will defend ourselves and anyone else who is attacked by Antifa. Right. Moreover, even before Charlottesville, domestic terrorism had emerged as a danger from people motivated by far right ideology, which is uh, provably false. Of course, it is. That is from uh, political forces, if not the actual individuals, now demanding that the government crush their enemies so that they can own their streets. That is exactly what Antifa does. And do you do you know uh, what the biggest part of the pie of the FBI's concern for domestic terrorism is? The biggest part of their pie is black nationalists. Yeah. They're the fastest growing groups. So consider a very partial list of horrendous crimes motivated by right-wing racism, misogyny, and anti-Semitism. Okay. Everyone keeps calling Trump an anti-Semite. As a matter of fact- His son-in-law and his daughter- are Jewish and and a lot and uh, there's a lot of evangelicals that support Trump and that rally for Trump. Evangelicals are hardcore Zionists. They are hardcore for Israel and for for Jewish people. So knock it off with the anti-Semitism bullshit. Yeah, um, a mass killing in an African American church in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, that guy was a white supremacist. Yeah, he was a nut. It, what's he name? wasn't Dylan Roof. Yeah, yeah it wasn't somebody nuts. that that anybody on the right would associate with. No, pipe bombs sent to public figures who oppose Donald Trump. No. Those were fake. Yeah. Uh, a massacre at a Pittsburgh synagogue by a guy who is a proclaimed leftist. Mm-hmm. And 20 people, mostly a Latino, gunned down in an El Paso Walmart. Yeah, mostly, but he shot a hell of a lot of white people, too. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, some Antifa protesters have worn masks or armor or have shouted down speakers. Some beat up the, conserv- beat up the conservative uh, journalist Andy No at a demonstration earlier this year and have thrown milkshakes. And they've threatened. That sounds delightful. And some have threatened physical violence or physically fought a right at right wing rallies because you know that's virtuous. Only some though. But but that's virtuous, yeah. right? You can punch people who disagree with you. Um, but the number of mass shootings committed by people, hold on to your chair, mm. identified with Antifa is zero, and so is the number of lives taken. That's fucking bullshit. The latest shootings. I'm sorry, Garrett, but. The guy in Ohio was it was a very much Antifa supporter. He's got it all over his Facebook page. Apparently, you're a more washed up reporter than you thought because it would have taken anybody three minutes of Google searching to fucking find that out. You're an idiot. You're a moron. You're not. You're not a reporter. You're an ideologue who went looking for trouble in a spot and found it, and now is attributing that trouble. To everyone else, you know, it's just and part of the part of the reason that these uh, clashes haven't um, ended in death is because a because the Antifa are a bunch of fucking, um, you know, doughy or skinny white kids that are out there just to try to act like tough guys. Um, And when they try to commit violence, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So they're really bad at it. Um, when they'd probably show up, when they got some strong guys showing up to resist them, they get their asses handed, the the Antifa yeah. get their asses handed, and they put women in the front lines all the time. Yeah. And then and then what happens? One of the women gets up in someone's face or, or hits somebody, and they the proud boy or the right-wing guy turns around and smacks the woman because they're wearing a, a mask, you know, face mask and dressed up like the rest of them. The next thing you know, you get the Antifa screaming, you hit a woman, you hit a woman, you fucking disingenuous piece of shit. Yeah, I mean they're they're just turds, and the the reason they haven't killed anybody yet is pure dumb luck and and incompetence. Because some of the shit they've pulled, I mean, it very likely could have killed someone. 
Yeah. Uh, bike locked at the top of that dude's skull, split his head open. The guy that was on his knees with his hands up in the air. Yep. The, that that guy, that f- Eric, what was his name? The uh, professor, they found out who did it. He was a professor at a university. Came in. Wait, this guy's a professor at a university. Yeah. Didn't get prosecuted or got got um, released. Didn't get any charges. But he, he came up, busted a guy over the head with a bike lock. It's just as bad as hitting somebody over the head with a hammer. You've got to expect you you probably end up killing somebody doing that. Uh, the other video you're talking about where they were attacking the buses, they're saying Andy No um, reported that um, you know they were using hammers and stuff, and turns out that I think the hammer actually began in this in the in the it was in the hands of one of the people inside the bus, is how it started out. Okay. Um, and that, because there was a picture that was shown where somebody from inside the bus had the hammer. Somehow the hammer got taken from them and then used against them. Um, and then you, the video you saw was that the Antifa had the hammer, was swinging, and then before he disengaged with them, he threw the hammer and hit somebody in the in the bus with the hammer. Now they're saying, well, they brought the hammer. The, the, people, the people in the bus had the hammer. Uh, yeah, but what we see right now in the video is Antifa using the hammer to fucking beat people with. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's a bus. It's got, maybe it's got hammers in it. Maybe it's got tools. Maybe they're ready for a fight. So if Antifa were to bring hammers and throw them, and so, I'm not saying this happened. I'm just positing this is a scenario that could be possible. If they're throwing hammers and saying, well, those guys brought them. We're just throwing them back when we took them from them. Is that any different than a corrupt cop who plants a gun at a crime scene when he shoots somebody? Well, they're saying that no, they 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 just disarmed the fascists, quote unquote, and they used their own weapons against them. So they're the good guys. God, I just ugh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, there's another video of that same rally there, and that's the thing. The mayor, I can't remember his fucking name, but he's a piece of shit. Ted Wheeler. Oh uh, yeah, he's the one that basically is very pro Antifa. Um, he said, well, mostly mostly peaceful. Uh, video after video after video I've watched of how violent the Antifa was during that protest. There is a guy who's a local, he's kind of well-known to the Antifa in Portland now because he's um, a Marine, mm-hmm. a former, I don't think you ever say former Marine. I was going to say, you don't say former Marine. When a Marine's I, Marine, a Marine. I think I think that's the that's the stereotype, but I've heard lots of people who are in the Marines yep. refer to themselves as former Well, this guy, this guy was riding a bicycle, um, Throughout the riots, kind of dressed like like a hipster, basically. He had his little curly mustache and a, and a, and a fedora. I don't know if he was doing that just to look like a, a douche, but it was funny. Um, his skinny jeans and all that. And he was on his bicycle, and he was behind a car that was trying to get through a crowd of Antifa, and they were trying to tell them, "No, you back it. You back the fuck up. You don't go through here." And he was behind the car in his bicycle on his bicycle, just sitting there. And uh, finally, they allowed the car to go through, and then he was gonna go just ride through and then they blocked him and started you know fucking with him silly string to the face um throwing shit at him milk straight shakes whatever the fuck they were doing and as he was trying to ride uh, trying to ride away he couldn't so he got off his bike and started walking along the sidewalk with the bike and there's a video of this um one of the antifa had a knife that was coming up towards him with the knife when another guy that had a camera that was that was um another youtuber that was covering it mm-hmm. came up and interjected himself between the guy with the knife and the guy on the bike the antifa guy this so. this is an older video right 
No, this just happened at that rally. I saw one like this a while back. Yeah, this this guy, uh, the guy that interjected himself, so his name's Brandon, and he's got a, a YouTube channel called uh, That's the Point with Brandon or something like that. Okay. He's a former um, felon who's found God, found Jesus, and is now very right-wing and goes to these. He's one of those guys that kind of took over for uh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool used to go to these things, yeah. but now he can't. He, his, he's basically his life's in danger like Andy No when he goes to these things. Well, this guy... It's pretty ballsy, and he goes to all these things and gets in all the anti-faces, and, and he's starting to get a, a name for that now. And uh, he's he's he better look out. He got he got into a pretty big altercation with those guys in that same rally where they basically destroyed all of his equipment, stole his phone, uh, the stuff he was recording with, and uh, you know tried to start. One, one guy came charging at him, and he uh, he he said it, he uh, what do you call it? Um, he Spartan kicked him. It was pretty funny. So the the this Brandon guy. Um, they were getting swarmed by Antifa and they were kind of like hustling down the sidewalk. And one of these motherfuckers comes running at him, like full sprint at him. And he turns around and he Spartan kicked the guy and dropped him. <laughs> I watched the video and it really, it really was a Spartan kick. It was pretty funny. I don't know what a Spartan kick Just, is. Just, uh, you know, when, when, uh, oh, yeah. Leonidas. When he kicks him into the, Leonidas yeah. kicks him into the pit. Yeah. He Spartan kicks him. <laughs> but that's defensive. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. If you go there with the intention of I'm, I'm going to defend myself if I'm attacked or I'm going to defend my friends or anybody else who's attacked by Antifa. They turn that around to say, you were just there looking for a fight. Well, here's what's going to happen. Did you see the guy who was marching just in jeans and a t-shirt and he had a little American flag on a mm -hmm. stick like you get that. at a 4th of July parade? He's probably, you know, late 40s, early 50s, just walking along. Not, and he may have been saying things to people earlier. I don't know. I'm just going by this little video clip. So he may not be innocent in this. He may be innocent in this. He's walking along, just holding his flag up, not saying anything. Then he gets, you know, milkshake and all that shit thrown on him. He just keeps walking. Someone runs up from behind him, grabs the flag out of his hand, snaps it in half, throws it away. Right? And he turns around to look at him. Someone comes up behind him and punches him. Next thing you know, he's on the ground in the fetal position, like eight people kicking him. Here's what's going to happen. At some point, somebody is going to be in that position and do something. They're going to defend themselves with what turns out to be lethal force, you know? And if you get a, 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 a jury that's not idiots, they would see that for what it is, defending yourself. Because from what I've seen with Antifa at these things, they do mob tactics, they, they're emboldened by, by the crowd, and, and they get vicious. Mm -hmm. And they can cause permanent damage, if not death to you. So if you see that tact, those mob tactics where they're swarming and you're getting hit from all directions, um, you better expect that they're going, they're, they're looking for blood at that point. And if you defend yourself against that and you end up using lethal force, you're justified in that, in doing that. But that can always be spun to say, well, you were just, you knew that, you knew that the chances are that you were going to get in a situation where you, where you were going to get attacked and it was going to be a brawl and you were going to escalate it by having that gun. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Do you just go there and say, well, I want to support whoever I'm supporting Trump or whatever. And I want to go to these rallies to show that we're not cowed. But then if I go there, I'm not going to be disarmed because I know these fucking cowards will, you know, do mob tactics, attack from behind just in sucker punches and bike locks and, you know, bear mace and all that shit. So I'm going to defend myself. Well, with if you, I think you're already going to lose in some situations by having that mindset. Did you see where Antifa was chasing a little girl? No. The dad was there with his little girl. and Oh, 
You can uh, say you can say, oh, he was using her as nah, a shield. She wasn't a little girl. She was like a, a, a young woman. No, this was a little girl. Is it the guy wearing the spite Spartan gear? No. Okay, I was that's a different one then. This one is a girl who's I mean, she's got like a little cowboy outfit on. Oh yeah, this is a different And Sorry. she's got a yeah. flag and stuff. I and, was assuming you were talking about a different Um Her dad may have had we well, had some sort of costume on. Uh, he did have a shield and it had a flag painted on it. But the mob basically chased them, you know, just kept chasing them. They ran up the wrong side of an off ramp to get away from these guys. This is this, we're going to talk about the same one. So this guy dresses up like he's called himself base Spartan or something. And he wears like a plastic uh, chest piece, like a Spartan chest piece. It's plastic. It's like a Halloween costume and a helmet, like a Halloween Spartan helmet. That girl was like 10. Nah, she just looks at, she's, she's, um, she's uh, like a young woman that looks like a kid. Wow, she looks disturbingly like a small little now, girl. I could be wrong, but that's 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 what the gist of what I heard. But um, they go and he—they're basically kind of pointing out that yeah, these guys are vicious animals, and they, and it was vicious how they were attacking both of them and doing exactly what I was saying. The mob tactics, the sucker punching, the macing, the you know, mace was getting bear mace was getting sprayed left and right, and uh, it's disgusting. And I I I know what's going to happen. I I know that Antifa, it's going to get to the point where someone's going to get killed either on the right from the Antifa because they're so fucking stupid. They don't know when to quit or they don't Mm -hmm. know, they don't have a comprehension of what violent force is and what what the limit of violent force is. They don't know. So they're going to do something that they don't understand is deadly, you know, and, and they're going to kill somebody and not realize, you know, that baseball bat can actually fucking kill somebody. Um, or, or, someone on the right's going to pull a gun and shoot him. And what's going to happen is the, the, if it's the, on the right, pulling the gun and shooting one of them, it's going to, it's going to turn into a fiasco because it's, they've, we've already seen two members of the proud boys have just been convicted in a brawl. Well, and I think we should get to that, but I wanted to interject quickly. You know, a lot of people aren't familiar with violence and I'm not, uh, I mean, like I said, I haven't been in a ton of fights in my life. I've been enough to know when you get your ass kicked, you know. Um, but if you, it's not like the movies where if somebody's out on the ground, just out cold, and someone's standing over them, holding them by the front of the shirt and hitting them in the head, it only takes two or three solid punches when somebody's out like that to possibly do permanent damage to them. Well, it only takes one hit. You hit a guy and he hits his head in the ground. That can kill him. But like when you see MMA fights, those guys have gloves on even. But when somebody's out and they're on the ground and they're getting those last couple shots in to a passed out guy, that's why that referee gets in there right away. It doesn't take too many hits like that. Now you're talking about somebody who's got, you know, bare fists and is hitting somebody in the face. Or a lot of these these Antifa types wear those um, hard shell knuckle gloves. I mean, if somebody is out unconscious and you hit them hard right in the face three, four times, you have a very solid chance of causing permanent brain injury. Right. So, so there, there was another event where proud boys, uh, had were there after, um, the founder of the proud boys, Gavin McGinnis had given a speech in Manhattan. And after that speech, it got broken up like usual. So everybody started heading their separate ways. Well, one group of Proud Boys were attacked by Antifa, and the Antifa ended up finally throwing like a bottle filled, like a beer bottle filled with something, who knows what it was, 
um, and hitting them. And then that kind of sparked it off. So the Proud Boys, Proud Boys engaged with Antifa on the sidewalk in front of this uh, club. And it's on video. And basically kicked their ass, kicked the Antifa's ass. And there were some instances where, they, where a couple of these Antifa guys were down on the ground. And the Proud Boys were kicking them. But they weren't unconscious. They were they were defending themselves at the time. So it wasn't this like egregious, oh, the guy's out cold. I'm going to kick him right in the teeth. It wasn't one of those things. I watched the videos. So after the fight, the police you got... You mean the doctored videos. Yeah, the police got called and the, the Antifa that got their asses handed to them, the police showed up and they're like, well, fuck the police. They didn't want to talk to the police. They called them names and said, fuck off police and then left. Didn't press charges, didn't stick around to give any kind of statement. The Proud Boys stuck around. They're not wearing masks, the Proud Boys. But these Antifa guys were wearing masks. They just disappeared. Police let them go. Anti, uh, the Proud Boys stayed there and said, yeah, we were attacked by by this Antifa. And we got into a fight with them. Uh, then got arrested because they stuck around and talked to the police, which is kind of a lesson, I guess, at this point. Yeah. So um, they... You know, a lot of them got out in bail, whatever. They had a court date and just two members now just were convicted of, and, and it's ridiculous what they got convicted of. Uh, they face up to 15 years in prison for defending themselves and getting into a street brawl. Um, so let's see here. Yeah. The, they said they were being, they were acting in self-defense, uh, and the defendants, Maxwell Hare and John Kinsman, uh, were convicted on charges of attempted gang assault, attempted assault and riot for their part in the melee after an appearance by the uh, founder of the Proud Boys at the Metropolitan Republican Club. So so they got convicted. So they were charged with uh, attempted gang assault, attempted assault and riot. So there was no victim, no victim statement, uh, no, you know, n- if they were, uh, and, and what's the gang? Proud Boys, they're a gang. Are they considered a gang? It's a men's club is basically what it is. So if you have any affiliation whatsoever with any kind of group, any kind of gl- any kind of club, that's going to be considered a gang in court now? So I guess. So if you show up at a convention, like a, uh, or what, let's say you're part of a martial arts gym, martial arts club, and you show up at a convention with your other members of that gym and you get into a fight, are you a gang because you're a member of that club? Well, I do think what didn't help is there's apparently video of these guys bragging about having kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it probably is not a good look, but that's what you do. Yeah, Adrenaline's pumping, you beat someone's ass, you're like, we won that fucking fight. Yeah, rah, rah, you do that. It's just, I mean, it's not a good look. no, I get it. Um, And afterwards, you're like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, but that's, adrenaline's pumping. So anyways. Do Do you regret beating up hobos? Uh, no, cause they deserved it. Okay. So, well, it's, it's righteous pummeling that you yeah. did. Um, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I was going to get into it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so you, you, what you have is the charges are based, must be on the, on the video footage then on, of the, of the reporting that was done of it or the coverage of it by the, the, the video. And you have nobody saying no, no Antifa stuck around to give a statement. So you don't know how, how injured they were, how severe it was. So wh- why it's a, like, it's almost like it's a victimless, cl- victimless incident at this point. Well, the, it's a fight. The, um, the government can bring charges against you, but you, you, sh- you should have, the problem is they were trying to, they were trying to prove a point saying 
you know, we we are, you know, if you're right wing and you get and you get into a fight with anybody here, we're going to come after you. So don't even show up. So here's my question, and I, I mean, it's rhetorical, but let's say this goes the other way. There's some people walking along uh, after this rally, and uh, three or four Antifa people come up, and uh, well, I mean, this isn't even hypothetical. This has happened. You know, the Antifa hit that that uh, one old guy at that rally and the other guy jumped in and he got hit in the head with a pipe and everything. And yeah. they just kept, they hit him three times and yeah. knocked his hat off, cut a, a big gouge in his head with whatever yeah. pipe they were hitting. With. So those are victims. And, and I realize that the people who hit them have, you know, masks on and stuff, but let's say a group of whether well, proud boys or, you know, Patriot prayer, whatever. Patriot prayer, three percenters, whatever managed to grab one of these people, rip their mask off, photograph them to the point where they can be identified, and that person got away. Is that person going to get convicted? No. For 15 years? We've proved we've proven that. They might get a fine. I just, I honestly don't believe, I honestly do not believe that they will get charged this with Eric Clanton, something like whatever this. his name was, this professor that hit that defenseless guy over the head with a bike lock, caused some serious damage to that guy, got off scot-free. So uh, here's an interesting thing. So uh, although the members of the male-only Proud Boys have battled leftists across the country, the trial in Manhattan appeared to mark the first time people connected to the group had been before a jury in connection to these incidents. The jury deliberated for a day and a half before delivering its verdict. Mr. Hare was found guilty of attempted gang assault, riot, and three counts of attempted assault, which riot? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it a riot? If you think about what do you think of a riot? It's basically going around indiscriminately beating people and destroying property. Like, like happened at Berkeley. Exactly. That's a riot. Uh, this is not a riot. This was a fight between two different people, two different groups is what it was. A fight. It was not a riot. It was a fight between two guys. And, uh, so, and, and three of counts of attempted assault. Attempted assault. Well, he swung at him and missed. Mr. Kinsman was found guilty of attempted gang assault riot and two counts of attempted assault. The jury also found that Mr. Kinsman's actions were justified with respect to the lowest count of attempted assault. So, some of it was justified and some of it wasn't. So, they're saying what they're saying is basically they took it too far. But if you don't have the Antifa sticking around and giving a statement or showing what kind of medical condition they got from this and they just left, I'm going to assume that it wasn't that big of a fucking deal. What well, maybe that's them. why they say it's attempted. I don't know. Not but then why? why ch- the charge them is to put cold water on anybody that says, I want to go in and, and be part of a rally and I'm not going to be victimized. And, and they say, if you go with that mindset, just remember what happened to these guys. If you get into a fight with some piece of shit Antifa that gets in your fucking face and starts spitting on you or starts macing people or starts beating people with whatever, and you fight back, you're going to prison, buddy. So don't even show up. That's the that's what they're trying to tell you right. with it. But, and we've said this before, you apply that kind of pressure and nut jobs sort of start to get squeezed out. There's going to be some nut job on the right or several nut jobs on the right who show up at one of these things and cause serious damage. And they're going to be wrong when they do it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to see that. I, I don't either. I, I don't want to see some I don't nut want to job s- go and be like a crazy animal and start 
like saying, oh, that guy is, that guy, uh, is with Antifa. That's my target. I'm going to kill him. I mean, I don't, that's not what I'm yeah. looking to see. I don't want to see the guy like this flag guy said, someone like that who goes there thinking, I'm going to walk right in front of these guys with a flag. I'm not going to say anything. They're going to jump me. When I'm on the ground, I'm going to pull out my gun and I'm going to start shooting. But here's the problem with that. There might be guys that have that attitude, you know, the, the crazies, mm-hmm. but a lot of the guys that go there will have an attitude of like, no, I'm not going to back down. I'm going to do, I'm going to be part of this march, this rally. I'm going to walk down the street. That anti, those Antifa are not going to intimidate me. Right. But I don't want to engage them. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want them to hurt me. I'm not looking to do this, but when they attack, I am going to be prepared to defend myself. That, that, that's a very small line to cross from that to say, no, I'm bringing my weapon. I'm going to get in front of them. I'm going to incite some shit. They're going to start shit. I know it. And I'm going to kill them. I think, I think that's a mud. I don't think that's a thin line at all. But my point is it doesn't take a lot of people over that line. Uh, but, it takes two or three crazies. But I do don't it. think it's hard for a jury or for a prosecutor or whatever to say that's what was in your heart or in your mindset. What I'm saying is, is you're oh, not yeah. that no, crazy, but you will be called, you'll be considered that crazy. So you, you will be no different in the eyes of these ju- uh, jurists or the prosecutors or the judges. You you will be the same person to them as that crazy, even right. though you're not, your mindset was not that. I'm agreeing with you. But to your point, I think those people will start to stay away and the people are going to show up are the ones who may not have gotten involved and go, damn it, I can't let this happen. I'm going to go there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show those people who's boss. And you're gonna get one of those people who's unstable, um, who the right will disavow, who's gonna go there. That says I'm going out in a blaze of glory, you know? Yeah. And well, that's what's gonna happen. What I'm getting tired of seeing too is like this guy I was talking about that brought the young lady who said you said it was a young girl, but I think she's a, a young adult. Um, but he was dressed up like a Spartan. They almost act like it's a fucking game. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like this making it out to be some fucking silly festival kind of atmosphere. It's not at this point. This is serious. This is uh, this is the the future of America and and how you how you feel about um, you know freedom of speech, freedom to congregate, freedom to protest. How you feel about all that is serious business. And to show up and act like it's a fucking game or it's a LARP. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't like that. I, the, the, the left show up and they think it's a, they, they don't understand how serious it is. And when the right shows up, a lot of them do understand the seriousness, but then you see these fucking guys dressed up in these silly ass costumes and trying to, you know, trying to, you know, get attention or whatever. I don't like it. It's, it's starting to annoy me. It's, and don't bring fucking women. Don't bring children to this shit because you know what they're getting into. Yeah. Well, I think women have the right to show up. Um, I certainly do. I, I don't know if it's smart. No, I, I understand their but desire to show But keep the kids too. away. And, and, but don't, don't allow them to be cornered or to be set upon. Right. I, I, you see this time and time again where you see a couple ladies that are getting surrounded by, by these assholes. And you're going, how did they get in this situation? Don't, don't let this happen. Don't let s- support them. You know, yeah. men, man up. Yeah. So, and, and women, don't think that these Antifa are not going to touch you because you're women. Cause a lot of these Antifa types are women or butch, you know, 
uh, you know, wannabe men, women, and, and the, they're all crazy. They're all fuck. And what they want to do is go out there and get their aggression out on someone. That's why they mask up. That's why they all dress alike so they can get their aggression out and then melt back into the crowd and not get in trouble for it. That's all they're there for. So they want to start shit. If they don't get to start a fight or start beating on someone, they'll destroy property because that gets that aggression out. That's what they are. That's all they are. I agree. They're malcontents. You know what we should do? We should, since we're getting long on time, we should calm down and do some would you rathers. Oh, shit. Well, I, we are actually past time. We are? Yeah. We're, we're past an hour here, so. Okay. Maybe we should call it. We can call it and do it next time. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we're still picking up likes on our Facebook page, which we greatly appreciate. Um, you know, if you can rate the podcast, share it. Subscribe, anything. That would be great. Give us an idea of what you think we should do for our 100th episode. Um, I'm nervous about that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're also at uh, Bread and Circus Podcast on Facebook. See you, bye.